Welcome to Deep Impact Investing with Kimberly Griego-Kyle from Horizon Sustainable Financial Services. In this podcast, we talk about sustainable investing and how your portfolio reflects your values. Do your investments seek accountability from corporations that govern more and more of our society and even the lives we lead? Listen in as we explore the question, are you investing like you give a damn? Hello and welcome to Deep Impact Investing with Kimberly Greg O'Kyle from Horizon Sustainable Financial Services. Good afternoon, Kim. How are you? I'm doing well. How about you? Oh, I'm excited for today. Can I intro the show? Yeah, go for it. Okay. For everyone listening to today's podcast, we're going to be talking about horror stories. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, this is ominous. Let me turn that on. It's- it is very <laughs> ominous. Very ominous. It's good. Uh, wow. Okay. It's it's uh, we're recording this at the very end of October. Right. And it, was that the theme for this podcast? The the horror stories. <laughs> was that the reason? I sh- I guess the question is. Well, I think it 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 just happened. I didn't plan it. Mm-hmm. No, but it it really is a a, a modern day horror story for us. It's it's the horror story of our time. Okay, so it's coincidence. Is, yeah. Are you talking about the political debates? Because <laughs> that's sorry, that's a bad. But yeah, seriously, that's a horror story. Too. That's a horror story too. But yeah. yeah, no, this is a a environmental horror story. Yeah. All right. So what so, are we talking about yeah. then? So we're going to talk about the thawing of the Arctic ice caps. Thawing of the Arctic ice caps. Yeah. Okay. I, I've seen the, a lot about it, but I have not dove into any type of study, Kim, I'll be honest. It's, um, yeah. you know, I know there's concern. I know there's, I've seen a lot of videos of the, if I'm not mistaken, the Arctic shelf breaking off and, and mm-hmm. the, the melting there. So right. I'm, I'm ready to be educated by you. Yeah. And you probably don't think of it as a horror story, but it really is. And so we want to, I want to talk about that today. And it, it is probably one of the biggest stories of our time and it is really playing out i want to say at a pace that virtually guarantees that most people pay little or no attention to it mm-hmm. so that's why it's really a horror story dun 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 dun, dun. yeah see and, <laughs> and now i, I feel I mean, bad because i kind of fall into that category i mean i yeah, yeah. I, I just don't know enough about it yeah, because we do see these pictures, right? We see the the sad baby polar bears, right? And the and, and it's horrible the the emaciated polar bears um, floating on these little tiny pieces of ice, and we feel bad, and we watch the big chunks of ice falling off, mm-hmm. and we think, wow, that's bad, and um, and it gets our attention for a short period of time, but the rest of the story is really the part that is the horror story, and it it really deserves our full attention and our immediate attention. So I want to talk about that today. All right. Yeah. So if we kind of take a a step back just a couple of years, and I'm going to move rapidly forward, but in August of 2018, scientists learned that 40-foot piles of the compacted sea ice, some of which is the um, oldest and most durable 
what, what they call the clusters of the Arctic, we're breaking away from the coast of Greenland. And this is what we see, right? The mm -hmm. pictures of what we see. And those are drifting out to sea. So we wonder, well, why is that important? Because well, it's melting. It's falling off because it's melting. And the reason it's melting is because temperatures are rising. And as the Earth's climate heats up, there's something called a blue Arctic that is happening. And it is the disappearance of the sea ice for part of the year. Mm -hmm. And what happens is some of that, well, it used to be that it would refreeze, but it's not refreezing any longer. So it's leaving open the ocean. This is something that has been predicted by scientists for years, for decades. So climate scientists have been saying this is going to happen. Now, scientists have been predicting that you will be able to actually kayak to the North Pole as early as 2030, hmm. 10 what? years from now. Wow, that's, that's unbelievable. Yeah. It is unbelievable. I, and can you imagine? That should be solid ice. But some scientists, it, it may be 2040, but sometime, some scientists are saying that we will be able to kayak to the North Pole as early as 2030. So the, the warming Arctic is having a tremendous impact on our world. And, you know, not just, you know, you think about the weather, but the weather is extremely important. What's interesting here is, you know, we've been talking for many years about the wet, the temperature rising. So it's not, you know, we've been talking, you know, in a number of years people were talking about, oh, it's, it's about um, the warming and, you know, so if it doesn't get warmer, it's not really you know, anything to worry about, but it's also about the dramatic temperature changes, extreme cold and extreme heat. So I did a little digging and research on temperature changes. So back in February of 2018, mm -hmm. temperatures in the Arctic were averaging about 45 degrees Fahrenheit above normal. What? Ab 45? <laughs> above normal, averaging, yeah, in February. Okay. Yeah, so two years ago, almost two years ago. And here is what is, to me, incredibly mind-blowing. Yeah, on literally on June 20th, 2020, a few months ago, there was a verified 100.4 degree day in the Arctic. 100.4 degree day in the Arctic. And this was part of a multi-week heat wave during the months of 2020, summer months. Here's what bothers that? me most is yeah. that I didn't hear anything about that. No, Nothing. I didn't either. I, I didn't mean, either. you would think 100 degrees in the Arctic would be something that would be a major headline. You would think it would be. I heard nothing about that either. And so for those of you who are statistics geeks, this was <laughs> five standard deviations above the norm. What does that mean? Five. So... When you think about normal temperatures, mm -hmm. one standard deviation above is not that big deal, big of a deal, but it multiplies 
mm. continually above that. So this is five standard deviations above the norm, way outside of anything we would expect, hmm. wow. beyond anything we would really expect. So this warming of the Arctic and the temperature changes has a tremendous impact on our world. Of course it would, right? And it explains a lot of this recent temperature and weather extremes that we're seeing. Mm -hmm. um, as the ice melts, the earth is going to continue to warm. So it's sort of the chicken and egg piece. You know, in Western Europe, things are warmer. And this is really an oversimplification of this because I'm, one, I'm not a scientist, so I'm not going to pretend I am. But the wildfires in California are predicted, of course, and also here in New Mexico because of the rising heat. Mm -hmm. The more dry things are, the more expectation there is of a worsening fire season. 2020 is not even over yet, and the fire season is continuing. Hmm. We still have fires here in New Mexico. It's almost November, and there's still a fire burning here. Jeez. It's not over in California either. Hmm. And we haven't even calculated the millions of acres that have burned this year. Yeah. So it's immense. The drought conditions here are terrible in New Mexico. We are in a severe drought. We had almost no monsoon season this year. Barely any rain. And I'm only really familiar with New Mexico in terms of our drought conditions, but I know it's bad in much of the United States. Man. So it's it's interesting, yeah. No, I just, I just I'm, I, again, just kind of shocked. I mean, it just... Yeah, it baffles the mind. I'm still thinking about the 100-degree day. <laughs> right. I know. It's I just, shocking. Yeah. yeah. It, it Not only do these extremes mean heat, but it can also mean extreme rain or extreme cold in some areas. So we're also looking at the um, interesting piece of more hurricanes, which can happen. Mm -hmm. And we've seen that in the eastern part of the U.S. and the... Yucatan Peninsula. We just had Hurricane Zeta. I think that's how you say that. I'm not up on my Greek. <laughs> but they ran out of named hurricanes and tropical storms. So they had to start using the Greek al alphabet. Jeez. Because there were so many named storms this year. Mm. And again, if you're in the Louisiana Gulf Co Coast area, lots of rain. I'm not 100% sure if they had more rain this year than normal. Should have looked that up, but I didn't. Well, uh, so, I, I can tell you, Kim, <laughs> one thing that I've noticed, and I never even thought of it before this, uh, before talking to you right now, I have a weather app on my phone that mm -hmm. will give you weather alerts, right? And yes. it's, it, it has been somewhat annoying to me over the last three months because I keep getting weather alerts for North Carolina, excuse me, for South Carolina. Well, oh. it's because we vacationed there and my buddy Heath lives there. And so I put the what I, I put that as one of my locations, and oh. I have had a tremendous. I mean, weekly, if not every few days, weather concerns from Charlotte North, uh, not from Charlotte, excuse me, from Charleston, South Carolina area, oh. and it's been hurricane and rain and flooding, and I've had this app on my phone for probably five years. Had that uh, South Carolina plugged into it for the last five years, and it's just been this year that. 
he's getting drenched out there. I mean, it's, it's, I never even thought about it until you were talking about him. So it's blowing up your phone because there's so much rain happening. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Yeah. And so the, the idea here, or I guess the, the fact is the, the heat, then we have melting ice caps, creating more heat, more extreme weather. And it's just this continual circular cycle. There's a German climate scientist, and I'm probably going to butcher his name because I'm not great with German. The first name I got, it's Stefan, uh, last name Ramstorf, probably something along those lines. I'm pretty sure that's pretty mm -hmm. close. (laughs) Probably pretty close. And his crucial point to this is that it's it's not just weather doing what it always does in Mm -hmm. this situation, because the higher it's... Well, it's weather doing what it does, but at a higher temperature level. So he says there's growing evidence that the dynamics of weather itself are changing. And this is what his research is showing. So here's here's some of the technical geeky stuff. And I know you're probably going to like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to, to kind of do a little research on this to understand it. So hopefully I can make it easy and, and easily understandable for majority of listeners who maybe aren't so geeky, but there's, there's the jet stream. And I know we all hear this when we watch the evening news and we listen to the weather, which is a band of high winds. And the, the part that goes around the nor- Northern hemisphere significantly influences our weather here in the middle latitudes. Mm-hmm. That's changing. It's significantly changing because of the melting ice caps. So research in 2015 showed that the jet stream is slowing down significantly in the last couple of decades. Hmm. And what it what's happening is it's undulating more, which means, does that make sense? Undulating more? Mm-hmm. Going up so, and down a little more? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So the cause, according to scientists, is the warming of the Arctic. So as the stream, the jet stream, is it's driven by the temperature contrast between the tropics and the Arctic. So as that contrast is lessened, mm-hmm. it, that temperature difference is getting smaller, the jet stream gets weaker and less stable. And the weaker the summer circulation means fewer weather changes. So the weather becomes, that heat becomes more persistent. Hmm. So when the Arctic is unusually warm where we have those 100 degree days, it becomes extreme weather. And it, it can be two to, two to four times more likely on the East Coast, which is where we're seeing more extreme weather mm-hmm. situations is the East Coast. It'll move, of course, across the US. But yeah, I, I find this fascinating. Maybe yeah. I should have been a weather person. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's actually kind of interesting to me. But that's that's only one part of this mm-hmm. whole piece. The other piece is the thawing of the permafrost. And we've, we've heard about this. Most people have heard of permafrost, which is that frozen ground beneath the snow. It's beneath the snow mm-hmm. and the ice in the Arctic. So why is this important? Trapped in this frozen permafrost or, or soil, is, the, is vegetation, and here is the big piece. More than twice the carbon 
or CO2 than is already found in our atmosphere. So when this permafrost is thawing, it's releasing that into the air, into our atmosphere. And it's this um, green, you know, it's creating the greenhouse gases and methane and all of that is being released up into our atmosphere. Hmm. This is a problem. Yeah. So we don't want more methane and CO2 being released into our atmosphere. We're already doing enough of that. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, <laughs> here's a statistic, which I know you're going to, well, it's horrible st statistic, but I know how you like these. There was a 2014 study that estimated that thawing of the permafrost could potentially release, uh, this number staggering, 120 gigatons of carbon into the atmosphere by 2100. So in the next 80 years, 120 gigatons more of carbon into the atmosphere. I, I've never heard of a gigaton. <laughs> that's, that's even worse. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot, which is, it, it could contribute another, and, and this doesn't sound like a lot, but another 0.3 degree Celsius. Well, Celsius is more than Fahrenheit, right? Mm -hmm. 0.3 degrees Celsius of warming to the earth. We can't handle that. Yeah. And that, they say, is a conservative estimate in terms of warming of the earth. Another interesting piece here, and again, you know, this contributes to the horror story of this, but, you know, and we don't need more horror in our lives of 2020, but this is all part of it. You know, the, as the permafrost has been thawing, you know, we don't know what all will be revealed, but we know some things have been revealed. They've found artifacts already mm -hmm. that's been emerging. Some of them are kind of interesting. There was a, um, well, you know, they've been well-preserved humans. Yep. And <laughs> this one's kind of, maybe kind of cool. Not all of this is cool. But they found a, a about a 30,000-year-old baby horse. Hmm. Very well-preserved, right? You're like, oh, well, that's kind of interesting. But there is unquantifiable risk in addition to these very cool artifacts. There are frozen bacteria that we have never been exposed to as human beings now, viruses, um, things like anthrax, smallpox could emerge, things that we've never heard of, mm -hmm. things that, and again, I don't like to throw out anything to panic anyone, but it could be something that could trigger an epidemic that's worse than anything happening now, if you can imagine that. Uh, yeah. <sighs> yeah. So I don't want to be the big downer. You know, I don't like to do that. Yeah. So we're going to flip this around because when I give the bad news, I like to give you something to do about it. Right? That's my way. How can we save the Arctic? How do we help our planet? How do we help ourselves? How do we help future generations? What are we going to do, Eric? I don't know. You're like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Tell me. 
please tell me. Please I'm all tell depressed. Me something to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> First of all, you know, the, you know, when you think about solving a problem, you know, the rallying cry of save the Arctic is, you know, it's not a super popular or catchy phrase. <laughs> it's not real mm -hmm. compelling. Um, but there's, you know, especially right now when there's so many things happening, this is, this is not something we can ignore. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of other social issues right now, things that we're focusing on, and those are all important. But this is also very important. And if we don't deal with this, everything else will be pointless, right? Mm -hmm. If we don't have a planet we can live on, everything else doesn't matter. Yeah. So the best solution, and scientists have been working on so many different theories around what they call geoengineering strategies, all very scientific, probably very boring to most people. But the best solution is really 100% effort and an all out, what I call assault on reducing carbon emissions. It's very simple. And I'm not talking 10 years from now, or five years from now, I'm talking about now, starting now today everything we can do individually as a group as a society to reduce carbon emissions we have to stop the melting of the polar ice caps mm -hmm. of the arctic and the permafrost and we can do this i mean what's happening in the arctic and when you think about the baby polar bears and whatever draws you and makes you feel compelled we need to focus on that. The hurricanes, the devastation in the US, all of those things, these are our red flag warning, our late warning system, the screaming alarm that won't turn off. Mm -hmm. It's our wake up call right now, our call to action. So as the Arctic is melting, as sea levels are rising, and I'm not talking about you know countries that don't mean anything to us personally here in the US, like you know Bangladesh, but Miami, New York City, coastal cities in Oregon, sea levels are gonna rise there. There's the addition of you know climate changes and weather extremes and the burning of the earth. Hmm. These are all our call to action. So let me, let me ask you this, because on a previous podcast, not, not too long ago, a few months back, yeah. um, we spoke about the positive things that are coming out of the COVID era, right? And one of the things yeah. that we talked about was the fact that so many people are telecommuting or, you know, working from home, whatever you want to call it, that emissions have been down because of that. There's less cars yes. on the road. I know that my car sits in the, in the garage for probably most of the week because my wife and I are both working from home. Absolutely. Um, you know, are there any positive things coming from, from this right yes. now? I mean, there uh, are okay. absolutely. And that okay. is exactly what we need to continue. Yeah. Because that is, I was just going to say, what can we do? We have to look at all of those ways to curb our personal carbon, carbon emissions. Mm -hmm. And that is exactly one of the things that we can do is continue to reduce our driving because at some point this pandemic will pass. Mm-hmm. It'll be something we'll forget about because we will. And we'll go back to our quote normal lives because that's what we do as Americans. Yeah. And we have to continue to drive less because we know we can. 
we're doing it now. And we have to keep that driving to a minimum. We don't need to drive around town every single day of the week to run one errand this day and one errand that day. We can consolidate those. We can carpool. We can work from home. We know this. Maybe we do it two days a week. Maybe we do it three days a week. We know that society works with a lot of us working from home. So that's something we can definitely do. We use less energy when we can. We buy items with less packaging. We reuse items. Mm -hmm. We simply buy less. So there's less waste, less manufacturing of items that we don't need in the first place. Yeah. We also have to encourage our cities and communities to do the same things. Make sure they have policies to become carbon neutral sooner, the, the sooner the better. Santa Fe, the city of Santa Fe has a policy to become carbon neutral by 2040. Hmm, not soon enough. We need mm -hmm. to speed that up, you know. Yeah. Um, those are all good pieces. And go back and listen to my podcast on cal calculating your carbon footprint. That was fun. Yeah. It's, it actually is kind of fun. And then you can see where you can cut back mm -hmm. and encourage your friends and families and neighbors, your coworkers, your enemies. Yeah. <laughs> encourage, <laughs> encourage everyone you know to do the same thing because it's going to take every single one of us mm -hmm. to do all of that. And I'd be remiss if I didn't remind people to shift your investments to impact investing. And that moves companies to do all of these same things for the better of our planet. Because when we're doing the impact investing, we are, you know, in the investing process, working with companies through shareholder advocacy, through pushing them to do business better, supporting companies that are already doing these things, and making all of this better. So there's yeah. all of that. Every little bit helps. And really, our children's future, our grandchildren's future, it all depends on what we're doing today. Yeah. As well as for the polar bears and every Absolutely. other little animal, penguins, all of those things. It's yeah. all important. Kim, do you remember the movie The Happening? Hmm. I don't think so. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Zoe Deschanel, I think I'm hoping yes, I'm saying that right. I do, yes. Um, I, I just happened to look that up because I, I was thinking about that as you were talking. And, and the very first line that describes the movie is this, the first part of the first line. An apocalyptic threat to humanity arrives out of the clear blue sky. <laughs> so that's the very opening statement kind of describing the movie. And the stuff we're dealing with didn't arrive out of the clear blue sky. But the premise of that movie is that the, the earth is going to correct what we've done wrong. So any large groups of people, they, they're getting attacked in this movie. And I won't mm. give away the movie, but... Yeah, that's kind of what's going on, right? Large groups of people, COVID is is hitting, and this, you know, you were talking about anthrax, and the Spanish flu has also right. emerged again because of the thawing. Just some of those things that you're talking about, it, it's not that the Earth has this brain inside that's saying I need to correct what these guys are doing, but because of our actions, we're leading it to do that in in, in a lot of ways, and so. Again, it's a little scary. There's a lot of things that we can do. One of the other things when you were talking about kind of putting your money where your mouth is when it comes to investing is that I know a lot of companies hide behind the the argument of supply and demand. Well, right. there's a demand, so we're going to we're going to make, you know, a supply. And I think we need to flip that script. 
let's supply them with some alternative ideas and demand that they do it because Absolutely. that's what needs to be done. And it, it, if we just sit on our hands, I have grandchildren. I mean, I'm in the situation I've just, we just welcomed our third grandchild a few weeks ago. I would love for them to have a better planet. I, I strive on leaving every place I visit better than when I got there. And I'd like to say the same about my visit to this planet. Yeah, I think we all should. I think that's a very important piece. And congratulations on the Thank you. recent grandchild. She's adorable. So. Yeah, of course. All right. It's, it's very, very true. We all need to strive to leave the planet a better place. Yeah. It's, it's very important for us, for our children, for our grandchildren. And you were right about pushing companies to provide a better product, mm -hmm. a better process. And if we don't push them, no one will. Absolutely. Kim, I, I would say wonderful information, but it's it's needed information today. Yes. For sure. It's hard it's hard information. Yeah. Sometimes this podcast is about the difficult. Yep. It's not always about laughter like the last one, mm -hmm. but it's important. And yep. I'd be remiss if I didn't share the important pieces and the horror stories occasionally, mm -hmm. but there are things we can do, the important things, yep. and these are the reminders. Yep. And if somebody's listening and they they say, you know what, that the impact investing is is one more step that I can take, or I, I want to make sure that I'm Absolutely. doing the best I can, please give me your contact information so they can reach out to you and start that conversation. We would love to help them with that, and they can reach us by phone, 505-982-9661. They can reach us by email, and it goes to both myself and Johan Klassen, info at horizonssfs.com, and they can also check out our website, horizonssfs.com. Perfect. All right, Kim, thank you so much for your time today. It was... I don't want to say it was a pleasure, but <laughs> I en <laughs> I just enjoy sharing information and um, educating people. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was a pleasure for me because I, I need to be educated on these things. And, and every time we get together, I'm learning something new. So I appreciate it. Well, I'm glad you did. All right. And the last thank you goes to you, the listening audience. Thank you for tuning in and listening to the Deep Impact Investing Podcast with Kimberly Grego kyle If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Kim comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Horizons Sustainable Financial Services, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Deep Impact Investing Podcast, the sustainable, responsible, impact investing podcast that shows you how to get your voice heard. It's time to start investing like you give a damn. To ask a question that we can answer on an upcoming podcast, email us at info at horizonssfs.com or join the conversation on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash horizons sustainable financial services.
or give us a call at 505-982-9661. Don't forget to click the subscribe button to be notified when new episodes become available. The companies we may speak about during our podcast are not recommendations for investment only. You and your financial advisor can determine what the right investments are for you and your situation. Horizon Sustainable Financial Services is a registered investment advisor registered with the state of New Mexico and other jurisdictions were registered or exempted. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the host and or guest and do not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Horizon Sustainable Financial Services. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.